Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fund Ready Podcast in 2024. And today we are going into a topic that I think is constantly overlooked, but is critical, and it's small business wellness. I think as entrepreneurs, they tend to just focus on the business's success, which is important, but kind of neglect their own well-being. But also, we want to change that narrative, and we also want to talk about how to kind of incorporate that through HR practices. But I'm not the guest expert here today. And today we have Kat Zachariah joining us today, Head of Organizational Effectiveness, Consumer and Community Banking. Did I get that title right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) JP Morgan Chase and also a GNEC board member. Welcome, Kat. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. This topic is definitely one that's close to my heart. So I'm looking forward to the conversation. Thank you. So let's let's actually get started about your background. So what interested you in getting into organizational effectiveness and what does that mean? Okay, great. I appreciate that question. So I would say, first and foremost, the first 15 years of my career, I actually ran my own business as a really small business of one. Um, and that's because I wanted to have the autonomy, control of the environment and um, be able to travel and explore new places through my work. Um, So in that capacity, I worked with nonprofit organizations, community-based organizations, and schools, and I was fascinated by human behavior and how people interacted, how organizations formed and then created environments where the talent inside their organizations could realize their full potential and they could drive results at the same time for the organization. And so that's where my first passion for organizational effectiveness started to spark. And about 15 years ago, I made the pivot from running my own business to working in the private sector in the space of like human development, organizational effectiveness being a part of that. So if you think about how a clock works and all the interworkings of a clock, organizational effectiveness helps an organization move smoothly through its people and removing the frictions, putting in the right structures and organizational design, culture, employee engagement to to help every employee employee realize their full potential and contribute to drive results for the business. Well said, well said. And I think it's really interesting because you've, you've ran your own business and you were, you said you were a business of one, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So how does that work when prioritizing like your well-being and how do you structure, I guess, your organization as being like an entrepreneur of one, which in most cases is majority of our clients? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. I think you know, this was before I had children and responsibility and family, right? So I'm going to put that under context, but I wanted to have a lifestyle where I could do really good, impactful work, work hard, and then be able to take the time to explore and discover the world and humanity and everything I was excited about. And so that meant I had to put some very careful structure around my days and my work so that I wasn't burning at both ends because, you know, when you run your own business, it's all about cash flow, right? And and getting new clients and ensuring that you're planning the work ahead so that you never, you know, run low on cash, for example, <laughs> most important for me when I was running my own thing. So it was like, I didn't want to like work so hard at one point when some bu- if business was coming in, you just say, yes, 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 yes. Cause you want the money, <laughs> right? Like if I can be really candid, you want the money, you want the client roster, 
And it's hard to say no, because you think if you say no once, you're giving up the next opportunity or you're giving up a little brand penetration. And so you have to start weighing what's the work that's going to have the greatest impact and, and just do an analysis of the opportunity cost, not just on your business, but on your body and your mind and your sanity. Because when you're running like and stretching so thin, you're not making good business decisions. You're not building good relationships because we know when we get into that mode, we start transacting and not transforming. And so I think that's a pausing to see, is this the right work? Is this the right um, effort? And the return on my effort is going to have the greatest impact for the business, but also for the client. Right. So if you don't take care of yourself, how's your business going to run essentially is, is like the main key here. And I think there's always common like misconceptions where I don't have the luxury to relax. Like I need to get this out now. And can you kind of dive in deeper? I don't know in your experience, if you've seen like, especially other business owners kind of get in that, like, Hey, you know, wellness is a myth, (laughs) I guess Mm -hmm. it's only for those who are allowed to have it. Can you give any like advice on how you do that without feeling like, you know, you're taking too many breaks, et cetera? Okay. So it's interesting because all of my aunts, uncles, you know, we're immigrants and all of them ran small businesses. And the, the, the myth that I believe to be true growing up was self-care and wellness comes later, right? Mm-hmm. After you've, you know, not only made the money for your own self to buy a house, right? But also have set your children up for, for long-term success. Then you have self-care and wellness. And what I saw is a lot of family members you know, struggle with health issues, you know, whether those were diabetes, heart disease, because they were working so hard. And and I didn't want that to be my journey. And so on on the that, how do you how do you prioritize it? I think we have this idea that self-care and wellness is about taking like 90 minutes to two hours to go like to like do yoga, meditate, go to a fitness center and CrossFit. And you know, you don't need 90 minutes. You don't even need an hour to, to take, you know, have self-care and wellness. Sometimes it's just taking a pause in between meetings. It's making sure that, you know, how do you integrate self-care and wellness into your day? Making sure that there are certain blocks of time that are non-negotiable. You don't take calls. Like for example, if you are super productive, like I, I happen to be an early bird. I am super productive from like 4.30 AM to 8 AM. So if I can hold that space and not do other things that are like client conversations or calls or, or like menial tasks, I use that time to work because I'm most efficient at that time and I can get a lot of stuff done. So it's not just about your time management. It's also about your energy management. It's understanding where, when are you most energized? There's different types of work that we do well and others that we struggle. Like if I have to open up Excel sheet, I am going to like struggle, right? (laughs) So if I want to be most effective and efficient with that, you know, financial planning, for example, then I'm going to use that time in the early morning when my brain works best, right? So I can be most efficient and effective in the work. So I think there's, there's different things that you have to negotiate. You have to understand your energy and when you work most efficiently and effectively. And then when you need like kind of downtime, like 3 PM in the afternoon, I can't hold a great meeting. So what do I do? I do stuff that's more internal because I had to, I'm, I'm getting tired, right? Or that's when I go and take a walk. So you just start integrating things into your day. 
pausing. If you have back-to-back-to-back-back-to-back meetings and calls, then that's a signal that you're not taking care of yourself. So you just put in like a five-minute pause between calls just to breathe, take stock, and be clear and clear your mind. And that is a process of self-care, and it doesn't take a ton of time. If you're sitting in front of your desk, eating lunch in front of your desk, or eating lunch while in the car to drop off, you know, resources or product or distribute distribute, that's a sign that you're not taking care of yourself. Like just a little movement, 20% of movement, 20 per, 20 minutes of like just having your lunch in a different space is also part of self-care and wellness. And then another part of it is if you work alone, human connection is also part of self-care. So if you work alone, how do you make sure you carve out space in the day to be in relationship with another person, whether it's a customer, an employee, a partner, a neighbor, a friend, that connection gives you energy So I think a lot of the work in self-care and wellness and running your own business is finding the sources of energy that allow you to be productive, right? And that's like a, it's a, it's a process to figure those things out. It's, it requires a level of self-awareness and reflection, you know, to be aware when you, when you're really productive and when you need a little space, because that's the time to take a walk or do movement or meditate or whatever it is. I don't meditate. I can't sit still that long. (laughs) (laughs) But props to those who do. Honestly, it's, it's really good that you kind of explain, okay, you're kind of like managing yourself in a way. And I think we forget that as entrepreneurs, like, yes, you're running your own business, you're your own boss, but you're also like the employee in a way. So like, how, how do you kind of translate that also when let's say now you're starting to build a team. So now you have one other person um, joining the team or a vendor, et cetera. Now we're talking about, you know, small business wellness. How does that now incorporate in like an HR setting or like, I guess, a more constructive setting when you now have other people to manage? Okay. So I think, I think there, this, you know, one of the most exciting things about running your own business, and it's one of the hardest things to do, is that you get to design the environment you want to create. I mean, one of the reasons we, we start our own businesses is because we want control of our environment. Right. We want to we want to cast the leader shadow and create create the culture and the organizational brand that that is aligned with our values. So I think the first thing you want to do is say, what's the environment I want to create for my for myself and my employees? Because to your point, you are one of your employees. And if you don't think about yourself as one of your employees, then you, you start thinking in your mind, us versus them. Right. And so what's the environment you want to create? If you want, for example, if a value like family is important to you, then how do you embed that in how you design your culture? Meaning you don't send emails after six or seven o'clock. You don't call people, you know, you don't call your employees in the middle of the night or shoot emails to them on the weekend because you're preserving and honoring their own self-care. Like those are the boundaries you have to set. For yourself, if that's if that's what's important to you. Everyone has a different environment they they want to create. If you want to create a highly competitive, like high energy environment where people are working till nine, ten o'clock at night, then what are you doing in the environment itself? If people are spending long hours working for you, what are you doing in the environment itself to nurture their ability to to run at that high level? Right? Are you you know making sure every day there's like soup? brought to the, you know, like 
soup delivered to your employees, which isn't like high cost, but, you know, is something to say, hey, if you're staying long hours, I want you to know while you're here, you're going to feel good because culture is how things work around here, how we work together. And that not, doesn't only include the work that we do, it creates includes the environment. So if you want one of those create high-performing, always-on kind of cultures, how do you embed self-care and wellness into that, right? You know, I know there's a company I worked for, worked with when I was a consultant, and their like pantry area looked like a little home kitchen. You know, it was a big corporation, but when you walked in, it felt like a best way to put it was like a professional cuddle because there was like little boxes of cereal, like Tupperware with granola. So when you walked in, you created a warm space, and that is nurturing, right? And that's part of wellness and care. It's not just you know the exercise, the benefits that are available to you, and all those things which are critical. So if you're a small business, you're not going to have an HR function until you have like 40, 50 employees. So where, where, like, how can you outsource some of that stuff to make sure that you provide that for your employees? Because it costs a lot of money to hire great talent and it costs a lot of money to lose them. So part of this is keeping them and ensuring that while they're there, they are energized so they can be productive because the job is to get that discretionary effort. From, from your employees and for them to feel like they can contribute at their fullest potential because you've removed all the physical and emotional and mental friction that can compromise their wellness and create stress and anxiety. That's very well put because I think it's just rewiring your brain as a business owner. Like I, we always have to be on, we have to get numbers, we have to do all these things. But if you're not taking care of your employees, you could lose them and then you're the one at a loss. And the same thing that goes with yourself. Like if you're not taking care of yourself, who's going to run it? Who's going to care as much as you to kind of keep this pushing forward? So I think it's just like a rewiring of your of your brain and, and thinking like, hey, this is part of the work. That's right. Taking care of myself and the employees. So that's part of the work. Exactly. So do you know any like tools that somebody in the beginning stages could use? Like I know we talked about like self-care, but like... um. I guess once they're starting to create a team and they can't hire or outsource people that can like kind of manage these kind of activities, do you have any like tools or recommendations that people can start using? I, I think you like it's there's a lot of like, you know, wellness apps out there, right, that are available. I'm thinking of like MeQ is one, which is a wellness app, but I also think there's a lot, and you know, I love the technology and and the digital environment because I think there's a lot of apps that are available to small business owners that will help them structure and provide resource at a minimal cost for their for their employees. So, any last minute thoughts, any trends or things that or successful stories that you have before we close out? Yeah, okay. So, you know, during during I'll tell you that during the pandemic Obviously, people, you know, and especially in my role, you know, we were seeing stress, anxiety, grief at scale, right? right? And what one of the things that I was really interested in is how when under stressful, tough environments like the pandemic, like war, like anything that's really volatile, how do people stay well? right and survive and and can something some and, and thrive and one of the things in in the research that i was i found over and over again is this idea of you can source joy right like how do you source joy because you know happiness is 
you know, going to the supermarket and the last pint of, you know, strawberry ice cream is on the shelf and you get it and you buy it. That's happiness. Joy is when you open that pint of strawberry ice cream and you take a bite and you can remember the first time you gave your child a strawberry ice cream cone on a sunny day and the way the ice cream drip. That's joy. It comes from within. And I think, I think small business owners, I think people in general, if they can source joy, it creates a spark that is energizing. So for example, when you, when you, when you say, tell me something good and someone shares a story, it takes 40 seconds. And all of a sudden the energy changes, the emotional field changes. And that is part of self-care. It's bringing the energy forward, radiant pride for success in your business, the recognition that you experience and your employees experience when they do something good. You got to take the time. And those are very human. They don't cost anything to recognize and appreciate, demonstrate radiant pride, take time and discovery and wonder. It creates energy. And as a leader of a business, leading people want to be around that energy. Employees want to be around it. Customers want to be about people want to be around an energizing leader. So I think that is something I've seen throughout humanity that actually creates a well environment. And it's about the human connection. It's about being in relationship with someone. And then the other thing is this, because I because I'm not going to go into all the meditation and yoga and all that kind of stuff, because it's all there. It's everywhere. It's like I sometimes feel guilty that I'm not taking care of myself because everything in the social media is telling me I got to take care of myself all the time. And I really don't have time to do that. Um, but as I think about the next year, next few years and how polarizing the dynamics in the world are, and I think small businesses kind of at, are at the interface of how people are experiencing the world. It's like, how do you make space for empathy? Because when you do that, like all the stress and friction that comes in human interaction, which is most of what we do in work is the human interaction. You can soften it and really just be in relationship. And that in and of itself creates like, that's like, maybe it's not self-care, maybe it's community care, but as a business owner, you, you build deep relationship with the people around you and your employees. And I think those are things that are not necessarily in the self-care and wellness rule book, but when you see people who have, when you see businesses who have employees that stick around for like years and years and are like loyal and excited about the work and taking risks in a mitigated way, in a mitigated way, and learning and discovering and adding value. If you look at the leaders who run those businesses, they are really nurturing the environment and removing the frictions that get in the way of people able to contribute because people want to find meaning in their work. They want to see their contribution in the results they drive. So I would say those are just some of the things. Those are the things I, I think are the hidden gems in self-care and wellness. Great. So Obviously, you know, you've been around GNEC for a while now. What do you think an organization like ours, how can we contribute to, I guess, small business wellness? Like, yes, we offer programs and coaching and support, but what advice can you give us as an organization to kind of put out to our clients? I, I think I think sometimes people just need some quick tools and tips, you know, and because sometimes if I know especially like I was a, a single only parent. And when people told me to take care of myself, I was like, are you kidding me? Do I have time to do that? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? And so it always felt a little like tone deaf, right? Cause when you're running your own business, you're, you, you, it's like another family. It's like your second family. Right. And so I would say if there's easy accessible tools, 
you know, even curating some of the the technologies that are available for small businesses and 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 just continually to almost like create a practice around it. Like, hey, even as you pay attention to what's happening in the markets, a lot of volatility, there's a lot of up and down. How do you help business business owners be able to manage that and stay resilient through all the ups and downs and the and the volatility? So I would say, how do you just provide little easy access tools and resources and just a tip here and there, a reminder, hey, you know, did you take care of yourself today? What do you need to do? Five minutes is all you need. Ten minutes, you know, like just just keeping it front and center because people forget. They always kind of think of self-care and wellness as this accessory you do later right. or a luxury. And you actually are more productive. You make better decisions. You build better relationship. You you are more efficient when your energy is not depleted, right? And the stress and anxiety haven't like like colonized your heart and mind. Agreed, agreed. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights and expertise. And as we wrap up this episode, I hope our listeners have gained some valuable insights and you know, really understanding the importance of wellness as a small business owner. And remember, taking care of yourself is not just beneficial to you, but it's beneficial to the sustainability of your business. So stay tuned for more episodes of the Fund Ready podcast. And just remember that when you are fund ready, success is just around the corner.